Hi there, and welcome back to Building Better Basketball. I'm Neil Gray, Community Coach and Volunteer Development Manager for Basketball Australia. I'm really pleased today to welcome along Clinton Meehan. Clinton is the Executive Director of Helping Hoops. Helping Hoops started 12 years ago as an idea to provide children and young people with a different pathway to access basketball. It's collaborative and ambitious in their approach to community. The program, whilst only still operating in Melbourne, has the mindset and standards of a global nature with partnerships with Nike and the Ben Simmons Foundation. They continue to be pioneers of community building, diversity, equity, inclusion, and youth empowerment. All of this combined continues to make a meaningful difference. The demands and challenges posed in the last two years have only strengthened their mission and the depths of the relationships they have in the communities across Melbourne. We're lucky enough, as I said, to have Clinton on today to talk about the program and the journey past and present for Helping Hoops. Hi, Clinton, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Neil. Um, thank you very much for the invitation today. Um, I'm sitting in our office in Nam in Melbourne. I just want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land, the Bunurong and the Wurundjeri people, um, and pay their respect to elders past, present and emerging. Um, Fill in some blanks. So um, just want to start by um, acknowledging we, we've been around for 12 years. So um, first of all, I have to give a shout out to our founder, Adam McKay. So Adam founded the organization in 2010 when, where he was looking for participation-based basketball programs, which didn't exist. So for us uh, to start small um, with one program for special needs children and young people, we're now running um, it's actually 15 programs across 11 locations now we do that through three different types of programs so one's called bounce which is for children aged 7 to 12 which is a you know an introductory uh high high energy introduction to hoops um and then our children sort of graduate into another program which is called future which is um children 13 and up so which is boys and girls um which is giving them more of a targeted experience with basketball skills training and, and teaching them the real fundamentals of the game through uh, values-based coaching. Um, and then we have girls programs, which are called Power, which are for open to girls of all ages from seven and up, um, which, is, uh, which are run in two locations, which are Power is for girls um, coached by females, uh, female volunteers, so it's all girls. So they're closed sessions. So um, we're running those as well. Um, and we focus on participation base so we are different so we sit in a we're an independent charity so we rely on fundraising um our major partners as you mentioned nike and the ben simmons family foundation just to just to name a few um but we do participate in that entry level of basketball so we're removing that financial barrier for kids to participate so the areas that we work in in terms of demographics and locations are within public housing as one example we, we are working in, in low socioeconomic families and, and neighbourhoods where children just don't get access to, to sport through no fault of their own. Um, you know, areas like public housing where kids just don't have the financial means within their family to participate. So we're offering programs, they're free, um, they're every week and we run Monday to Friday throughout Melbourne. So we've got a very busy schedule. Each night there's something on throughout Melbourne. So Clinton, you touched on a, a few things there and that's an incredible suite of uh, programs that um, Helping Hoops are running. Now I, for everyone listening, I have known Clinton for um, 
a long time and was actually involved in, in helping hoops myself. And one of the, the things that I enjoy the most about helping hoops is every year, pandemic excluded, is the is the charity shootout, which I encourage everyone to um, get involved in, especially as you've now managed to make it remote so it can be done without actually having to even be in Melbourne. But a program like that, an event like that, all the other programs that Helping Hoops run, you have an army of volunteers that, that you call on and they range from, I know, AFL footballers that want to contribute and put back in down to people still at, at university studying um, that, that want to be involved in, in the charity. And then you have your coaches all highly qualified in their own different ways, both on paper and the experiences of, of life in basketball. Can you tell us a little bit about how the, the, the charity manages them, how you reward them, how you engage with them, just what the, the volunteer experience is at, at Helping Hoops? Great question, Neil. Um, I started as a volunteer. So my introduction to Helping Hoops was uh, as an assistant coach at our Helping Hoops Footscray uh, future program. So I was uh, attracted to the organisation through the charity shootout, through the fundraiser. I wanted to get more involved. I, I, I've been a participant previously um, and I just really love what the organisation was doing with young people. So I, I put my hand up to volunteer. Um, I'm still coaching there five years later, but how we, how we actually attract people is, um, you know, there's a lot of people that have experience with basketball. So I was, of course, attracted to the, to the volunteering aspect because I've nearly been involved for 40 years as a player, coach and administrator. So I wanted to give back. Um, how, we, how we work with volunteers is, is actually quite unique because not everyone has basketball skills. Some people work really well in community um, services, youth services. Um, the strength, our success is always predicated on volunteers. We could not do what we do without volunteers. So we have around 150 program volunteers that volunteer their time each week at a program level. Um, volunteers build really strong relationships with our children and young people. And it's the consistency of showing up every week. So when I say showing up every week, it's rain, hail or shine. And, and we actually have um, some, you know, we have volunteers that have been with the organization for nearly 10 years, um, which shows how uh, amazing the volunteers are, but also shows that, um, you know, we can um, retain volunteers because they love coming to Helping Hoops. I mean, you volunteered a program, Neil, as well. Um, a lot of our coaches come through that system. Um, how we retain them, it's, it's, you know, to keep them engaged on a weekly basis um, it is, does require management from our programs and ops manager. We have to make sure that there's effective communication at a program level. Um, that's done throughout the administration team, which is myself and, and Hannah, but also keeping them engaged, not just at a program level, but just across the activities of the organisation. Um, some trends during the pandemic, we obviously, you know, we, we saw a small drop off of volunteers at the start of the year, um, just with people coming back to what we call real life now, changing jobs, moving locations. So we have had some volunteers drop off, which is just a circumstance of, um, you know, the pandemic, the Omicron wave at the start of the year, and also, um, you know, just people moving on because we, we require a commitment from volunteers. Um, we always say it at the commencement, it's a minimum six month commitment to, to volunteer at Helping Hoops. And it could be, um, there might be limitations with people with travel and geography, but we try to attract people that want to volunteer in their own 
LGA or neighbourhoods. So, so somewhere that's accessible. A lot of volunteers within walking distance of programs or they don't have to travel far, which means that they can form really great relationships with the children um, and young people at programs and also see them in the neighbourhood. So I think that there's a definite a strength um, in numbers with us. Um, and when it comes to events, Neil, you know that, you know, we've got a help first mentality. When we say help first, we mean that, you know, we can always rely on our volunteers to help first when there's, you know, whether it was delivering, um, you know, masks and, and, and equipment to, to our participants in public housing during the lockdowns or hard lockdowns, care packs, um, welfare checks, volunteers are very passionate and involved at um, wanting to make a difference. So I think for us, um, like many charities, um, this, our strength is always going to be based on uh, the village mentality. It takes a village to do what we do and volunteers are a big part of that. Um, and then we get to the coaches now, which is another part of what we do quite well is we have head coaches um, across our programs and the coaches are an integral part of our success. They're on the ground. Um, they deal with our children and young people and um, we have changed how we coach our children um, differently on the back end of the pandemic, which I'll talk about obviously next. But um, I think for us, we attract a lot of people wanting to help out at Helping Hoops. So a lot of people approach us on a weekly basis. We have a wait list of volunteers because there's a lot of people that see us through, whether it's um, web or on social, they see the, the work we're doing in communities, they see it through our major partners and they want to get involved. So um, we always have to work through that process of finding the right fit because some people are more suitable to volunteer at Helping Hoops than others. Um, but it, look, it's a very simple process. It's an investment of time. Um, and we definitely never underestimate people's time when it comes to volunteering. Um, you touched on the coaches there, Clinton. Yes. And they're obviously, they are the face of Helping Hoops. They are the, the lifeblood of the, of the program. What are some of the roles that they've, they play with the kids and and how has that changed after the pandemic and coming back great question neil um i think this is a question that um has been uh it's been challenging for for a lot of coaches so we actually during covid we started um some coach development training during the lockdowns with um, dr bruce perry um, through nm sports so it was trauma uh informed coaching so what it basically means is you know, a lot of children have intergenerational trauma, which is no fault of their own. It's just they might have parents that have come from uh, other countries and, and come here as refugees, um, kids that have just experienced it, you know, have a very hard time in the household and they're not equipped. So they, they, they behave differently to um, directions, to discipline, to, you know, if you're yelling at a, at a child uh, to, to run a suicide. So that we've definitely done more training in how to, how to work with children and young people, how to understand them better. Um, and I think that that's a focus of Helping Hoops because I think everyone in the sports industry um, has had to, at one stage or another, dealt with um, a young person that may be struggling at home. They may be taking their anger out uh, within a game. They might be frustrated. They might you know, be going through something you can't see, but their behaviour indicates that there's something deeper below the surface. So our coaches they're more like mentors. They are basketball coaches, of course, they've come through a, a system and they're highly experienced coaches, but um, they, they definitely act like a mentor, uh, a parent figure in these children's lives. So it's quite a, um, 
quite a responsibility. Um, we know that we only see them a few hours a week and, and we, we form close bonds, but there's definitely a responsibility that comes with that. Um, I've got a few notes here, Neil, just because I'm going to talk about um, the work that we're doing, but we're actually doing this great program at the moment, which I wanted to share with yourself and your listeners. We're working with the, the CHJS and it's through one of our community members, um, Kate Thomas, shout out to Kate, um, if you're listening. Um, the Centre for Healing um, through uh, Justice Through Sport is actually an American organisation, non-profit, and it's basically educating coaches on how to uh, coach children and young people um, through um, its neurological training. So it's actually using the power of sport, as we call basketball to heal. And I think that um, trauma-informed coaching um, through accessible programs is, is, I think, the future in this space. Um, so, you know, you've got traditional basketball coaching, but it's how to actually um, deal with the children better, how to coach them better, how to use um, how to use discipline, how to understand group dynamics, how to read children better, how to read, you know, read behavioural patterns. And we all know that, um, you know, exercise is that, you know, is an antidote to, to stress, like movement is the antidote neurologically to kids that are stressed out so getting them moving getting them working as as a individual or as a group so that's how we've that's that's how we've actually worked through the pandemic so the work we're doing is is we're the first to do the nm sport coaching in australia um in 2020 and i can i can get these resources to share with you neil after the podcast but i think that this work is great because it's just understanding our children and young people better um so we can coach better we can become you know, more um, empathetic people in society that, that, that form great relationships. And I think that's really important because I think we all as coaches and volunteers have a responsibility to give back to the sport because it gives so much to us. So um, I think uh, the future is going to be different in terms of sport because, you know, we're still struggling with COVID, um, you know, it's still impacting our society, um, whether it's health, stress, employment, I think there's a flow and effect to our kids. So I think, you know, even though we're back, lockdowns are over and we're playing sport, I still think that there's a bit of community healing to be done. And I think um, for us, one thing that is really omnipresent for us is week in, week out programs. Like just getting back to that weekly routine, Neil, where, you know, the kids come down to programs, um, they have fun, um, they exercise, and then they go back to their daily lives. I think that that's a really important um, message that we're trying to send um, rather than trying to get everything done in 2022 we're just getting back to our core activity um so helping out obviously sits outside of the traditional pathway and serves a crucial um aspect um of a player's development through that but there are times when the players move between the helping hoops program and, and the traditional pathway. What are some of the ways that happens, and what are ways that people who want to know or get involved more with with helping hoops can do so? Another good question. Um, we we have a lot of extremely talented kids that come through the program. So children that are naturally talented, they have a, a real um, you know ability to play basketball. Uh, athletically, genetically, they're gifted, they, they're great at the sport, they pick it up very quickly. Um, we don't have a pathway because we focus on participation-based sports. So we don't, you know, put a team in a competition, whether it's state or federal uh, level, you know, country. Um, 
But we, what we do do is if we identify a young person, male or female, that um, you know shows some talent, we our coaches definitely do, you know, triage at that club level or association level where you know we've we've seen young people. Um, some of our young men have gone on to to play at a rep level. Um, you know, it's usually a case by case basis because we don't. Um, you know, we always get approached by people wanting to come in and see talent. We don't do that. We don't let people in, and you know, it's not just. A, a recruiting space where we've got some really talented teenage boys that that might be able to you know get a scholarship or go and play college. We certainly are very protective of our community. Um, so what we do is from the inside, if there is an opportunity, that we actually support that, and if we can get them assistance, um, whether it's into a team, um, and then then that follows that basketball Victoria pathway, so that rep representative level. Um, and look, to be honest, the good news is. Um, I assistant, you know, I'm assistant coach at Footscray. There's a good handful, at least, of young men that I know of that are playing at Altona. They're playing at Keelor. They're playing at, uh, you know, Wyndham. They're playing in the system now. So, and they've come from helping hoops. Um, but we've definitely, the coaches, especially um, our head, one of our head coaches, Renee, and also uh, Omar Coles and, and KB have helped them get into that system. Um, it is a challenge though, Neil. It's a challenge um, because the kids are extremely talented, but they, they they have barriers to participate financially, you know, to get their to get themselves registered, uniform, fees, insurances, shoes, transportation is a huge barrier for our community. So, just getting kids, you know, um, into a program, you know, going to training, going to, you know, going to a game, they are challenges um, within within our community. So, um, there's a bit of work to be done, I think, as a, as a as a sport to to help provide opportunities for these children young people but what we do do is we provide experiences for them um, we obviously partner with Melbourne United um, they do a lot of work helping us with um, opportunities uh, with the talent ID camp so we have a we had three future participants um, go through the MU talent ID camp and they're doing the MU Academy so which is a, a development program for um, you know those kids are through the under 18 system at the moment so they're Running, they're having weekly sessions with Leonard Copeland and, and the Melbourne United Academy coaches, which is great. So there's a another opportunity which we provide to them um, through the partnership and the support of Melbourne United, um, which is a very strong relationship, um, and also just other opportunities like tournaments, um, competition days. We've been doing a fair bit of work with our good friends at Hoop City, providing future tournaments, um, daily workouts where we take them out of their environment and put them in a an amazing professional elite environment like Hoop City where they can, um, pardon the public, like raise their game, train, scrimmage and work together. Clinton, we ask everyone that comes on the podcast, this is the last question. Um, if you could ask one coach of any sport, it doesn't have to be basketball and they can be with us or um, passed on. One question, who would it be and what would the question be? Okay. Um, coaches <laughs> um very good um i think this is really hard to answer neil i'm going to give you more than one answer um there's too many people to mention because uh, for me my experience in the sport and it's different for everyone has their own experiences in basketball um i'm indebted to the sport i had great opportunities as a young person my father was a was a huge role model um he was uh, a coach and a player himself so uh, my father is definitely on top of that list, but also 
of course, when I talk about uh, questions, um, I, I think what springs to mind for me is Lindsay Gaze, obviously the great man, as we'll call him, the Gaze family uh, have done a lot to, to propagate the sport in Australia, not just Lindsay, also um, Andrew, and also it's great seeing his son Mason come up through the ranks as well. So Lindsay, um, for me, uh, always uh, a great book. There's a great book that he released last year um, that's, that's written with uh, Grantley Bernhard. So great book, great read. If anyone wants to have a good read about historical um, development of the sport, I think it's, um, you know, it's really important. So Lindsay would be at the top of my list. Um, if I look overseas, Phil Jackson, um, you know, we all relived our childhood still watching The Last Dance. I think uh, Phil's philosophies around coaching, he would have a lot of wisdom and managing those egos and players. Um, but also one of my big heroes is Jerry West, um, the logo. Jerry did coach the Lakers in the 70s, but, you know, he's uh, another great storyteller who I'd love to sit down and ask questions about. But I think my father, number one, and definitely Lindsay. Um, and I don't think the sport does enough in educating the younger generations about these people that have that have done a lot of work and spent many years um, you know, developing the game. Um, I think that that's one area where basketball as a whole, especially in Australia, you know, Paddy said it well when, when they received the bronze medal, to, he paid homage to, to the people that have come before him. And I think that the sport needs to do more of that, to share the stories, to pass on the generations of knowledge from Lindsay to Andrew um, and the future of the sport. I'm really excited about where the sport is at the moment in Australia. And um, the most exciting thing I think everyone needs to get around at the moment is the Opals and the World Cup, which is coming up the back end of the year. So, um, yeah, hopefully that answered your question. Yeah, that was great, Clinton. And thank you so much for your time. And obviously, I have a personal vested interest in, in helping Hoops as well. But I'd encourage anyone that's um, enjoyed listening to, to what Clinton says. And if they have any questions, it's pretty easy to find Helping Hoops on all social media. They're um, very cleverly got at Helping Hoops as their handle for everything. So um, hit them up, get in touch with, with Clinton as contact details aren't hard to find. Um, and on behalf of uh, everyone that's listening, Clinton, thank you for your time and uh, good luck for everything that's coming up in the future with Helping Hoops. Excellent. Thanks, Neil. Appreciate your time.